What's up, squad? Welcome to the Strength Squad podcast. I'm your host, Steve Cardi. And I'm Nicholas Bob Scopoletti, your other co host. <laughs> Nicholas, Mr. Scope, Scopoletti. <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome to the show, yo. We had an awesome one today. Uh, today, we're switching it up a little bit and we're going listener submitted questions. So, you guys submitted some questions to us and we're going to get to, we're going to get to answering them. Hell yeah. Before we do that, though, start this thing off as usual with a dad joke. Nick. What? <laughs> Fuck do you want? Why did the scarecrow get a promotion? Why? Because he was outstanding in his field. <sighs> Announcements before we start. Rough. Make sure you guys go to our YouTube, subscribe, like, comment, share, or block us. Who cares? <laughs> uh, go, to our, go to our Stitcher, iTunes. Uh, give us a listen. Give us a ring. Write some stuff. Subscribe. We love that. Uh, also, go to our social media. Uh, is Twitter still a thing? Don't know. Is ours still working? <laughs> Ask no President Trump. <laughs> <laughs> no idea. Do we even have a Twitter still? Not sure. Are we going to check? Probably not. Do I know who my Just real Just worried dad about is. Facebook. Just worried, worried about Instagram. Make sure you guys go to our Facebook, like our Facebook page, then go to our Instagram. Follow us to our, on Instagram, then follow us to our Jeep and Camry. <laughs> so specific <laughs> now. <laughs> Uh, also, uh, actually, I think that's it. No, Plant Warrior. Sorry. Plant Warrior Protein, guys. Uh, sick of whey protein? Uh, stop drinking it. Drink Plant Protein then because it will stop fucking with your stomach. Right. Whey Protein's awesome. If you can drink it, have it. Drink all of it all, that, all of it that you can possibly have. Every day. If it fucks with your stomach, though, maybe think about switching it up. Give Plant Warrior Protein a try. PlantWarrior.co. If you use our promo code STRENGTH10, get 10% off. What a great day you'll have. <laughs> uh, before we start this thing, let's slide into those DMs, Boogie Night style. Oh, Said some shit. news. Yeah, watched that yesterday. Did you? Good. I did. <laughs> Good. Dirt All right, Diggler. Nick. Send news. What do we got for this week? We got cardio. The best cardio for hardcore lifters. Um, cool thing about this article. About 11 uh, experts that way, and so it's kind of like a round table, and all the coaches go through basically what they like best, what they do with their clients. Uh, for example, Ben Bruno, um, pretty popular now, used to be one of Boyle's guys, big T Nation guy. He you know, trains Justin Timberlake, Kate Upton. He talks about how he likes complexes. Um, another coach talks about how they like the Airdyne bike, and you could do it for steady state or high intensity, or there's sleds and the stair mill and basically all these options because as as uh, as we know cardio can get fucking boring so mm. um might as well make it cool so this is a really cool article um just giving you some different ideas for for cardio stuff you uh you either want to do or like if you're if you're like don't like traditional stuff some some out of the outside of the box type stuff so um mm. check this article mm. out dope yeah and we'll we'll link that in the show notes everybody just like every week and we'll also post that to our facebook 
Um, all right. Anything else? We ready to go? Ready to right. rip. Let's take a quick break here, guys. When we get back, uh, we're going to get into your questions. All right. So our listeners this week submitted questions and we're going to rip through those right off the top of the old dome. <laughs> Also, yeah, we're really roughing it this week because I left my laptop at my cousin's house in New York City, so that's why I'm on my phone right now, and it's just going to be a weird week, so you guys just got to bear with us. because <laughs> he was fucking hammered. Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to get into some listener questions. Want more of the Strength Squad? You can check out all of our social media on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Also, check us out on YouTube where you can watch all of your favorite Strength Squad videos. Don't forget to leave a five-star review on iTunes and Stitcher. Stitcher? I just met her. We would like to thank our friends at Plant Warrior Protein, official sponsor of the Strength Squad podcast. Plant Warrior plant-based protein is easier on your stomach and contains a complete amino acid profile that helps you grow, maintain, and repair your muscles. It gives you 18 grams of protein per serving, and it's made from a blend of rice, pea, and hemp. Plant Warrior pledges to plant one tree for every item you purchase at their online store. Head over to plantwarrior.co, that's plantwarrior.co, and use the promo code STRENGTH10 to get 10% off of your purchase. That's promo code STRENGTH10 for 10% off of any Plant Warrior purchase. All right, crew, welcome back. Let's dive into some questions here. Let's see what you, the listeners, have for us this week, and we're going to answer those questions the best we can. Or if we don't know the answer, we'll probably just sit here and stare at each other. (laughs) Nude. Uh, first question comes to us from Ben N. That's a fun one to say. <laughs> uh, the question is, how do you pick your goals as a beginner? Then once you've picked your goals, how do you prioritize your training? It's a great question, Ben. Um, I would say starting with your goals, right? So when starting with picking your goals, I think you want to figure out, A, why you're training, okay? Not like what you want to do, but why you're training. And that could be as simple as, I want to do a bodybuilding show. So then that would be one of your goals. Or I want to, you know, let's let's pick a more generic one, right? Like a lot of people say, oh, I just, I just want to get fitter, right? That's like a common, hey, why, why are you starting to train? So you you say your goal is I want to get fitter. Well, then you start asking yourself why. You know, why do you want to get fitter? Until you get to kind of that underlying, that underlying why question, right? So establish that why first, you know, I mean, it's, that's, it sounds so like cliche and everyone's like, what's your why? But it's, it's true, man. You know, if you're just, if you're just like, I'm just going to pick a training program, um, that's probably not going to be as effective as, as not as effective as if you were to establish, you know, what you're really trying to accomplish with your training, whether it's, I want to get fitter because, um, you know, I don't want to be an old broken down man when I'm older or, I want to do a bodybuilding show because I want to look amazing and a fucking and feel man like bomb, shit. whatever. <laughs> <laughs> then part two of the question, how do you prioritize your training? Um, I think the best thing to do is establish training principles rather than establishing what type of like lifts and exercises you're going to do. And so what I mean by that is pretty much establish what you want to accomplish every week. Right. So rather than, all right, I'm going to start training and all right, squats look good. So I'm going to throw those in there and oh, I should do deadlifts too. And oh, well, I guess I should do bicep curls and triceps and oh, maybe I'll do some lunges. Right. 
and you're kind of just throwing this mishmash of programming together because it feels right or whatever. Establish principles first, right? So, for example, look at a week. All right, what do I want to get done with in a week? Um, I want to uh, overhead push. I want to pull horizontally. I want to push horizontally, and I want to pull vertically. I also want to hinge. I also want to squat. And I also want to do some sort of movement in some different planes. Um, I want to get some rotational core work in. I want to get some uh, lateral core work in. Just the, these are these are just principles, right? Once you start establishing these principles, like, hey, these are the things I want to accomplish every week, then it's going to be easier for you to fill in the blanks in your programming. Nick, do you have anything to add? Um, I think when you're a beginner, man, like like you said, just like. First of all, your gains are going to be awesome because you're just starting. So, like, anything you do is going to work. <laughs> yeah. There's, um, so, that's always fun, right? Um, but, I mean, no, nah, you pretty much nailed it, dude. I mean, just hit those basic uh, planes of movement. Make yourself well-rounded so that, you know, maybe later on, whatever you start doing, maybe later on you decide to get more specialized, then you'll have a bigger base. As Louis says, you know, it's only as big as your base. But, yeah, um, just, yeah. I think you nailed it, man. That was perfect. Or even so if you want to take that and look at it from like a bodybuilding perspective, right? So establishing principles in a bodybuilding program versus just establishing a bodybuilding program, you know, establishing. So if you were to start a bodybuilding program and you're kind of just making shit up like, all right, Monday I'll do arms, Tuesday I'll do legs, Wednesday I'll do shoulder. Like if you just start compartmentalizing the week like that versus, all right, what do I want to do each week? All right, each week I want to hit arms twice. Each week I want to hit legs once. I want to squat or deadlift at least once. Uh, I want to squat or deadlift once heavy. I want to squat or deadlift once uh, for volume, right? So you're establishing these principles. These aren't like exercises you're throwing down on the paper, but these are principles. Once you have these principles established, then you start filling shit in, right? It makes it that simple. It's almost like establishing an outline for an essay before you start writing the actual essay. <coughs> All right. Thank you, Ben N. Nick, next question. Next question. What do you got? <laughs> All right. So our question is from Molly G. Molly G. That sounds pretty dope. The Molly um, G show. The Molly G show. So uh, what are your thoughts on protein powder? Um, I know a great plant warrior protein you should probably purchase. Oh, shit. But, um, so what are my thoughts on protein powder? Um, let's see. I think, um, I take some myself. Um, I think, you know, eating enough protein is always key to what we're doing. Um, but at the same time, there's only so much like steak and chicken and stuff you could eat without wanting to shoot yourself. Right. It's just like, it's a lot. Um, as we know, protein is the most, uh, more satiating, of um, the three macronutrients, and there's plenty of data to back that up or where people that have added a, a protein shake throughout their day had less cravings. Um, I know Jade Tita has plenty of research on this. He said where you know, people that he's find the most successful with diet and lifestyle change use a protein powder, whatever it may be, plant-based, whatever, um, but some sort of shake to help satiate um, hunger. So I think it's just when it comes to protein powder, I think it's just about finding a what works for you. What do you like? Um, and, you know, some to break up the monotony of eating the same, uh, maybe the same foods all day, every day. Um, 
obviously, you know, you can make shakes pretty awesome. Throw some bananas in there, fruit, peanut butter, whatever you're into, whatever your goals are. Um, but yeah, definitely couldn't hurt. Um, but on the other side of that, like, do you really need it? Probably not. I mean, if you're good with just food, then cool, you know, but it's, if it's something you want, something different and it's definitely, um, you don't want to just keep hammering food all day and want something a little bit quicker, absorb some liquid. Um, I think that's the way to go. Yeah. And I would just, I I agree. I would just add to that and say, like adding to what you said before, like start with food first, make sure you're getting, make sure you're having like a protein source with every meal from food. And then from there, then just fill in the gaps with protein shakes whenever you can, you know? Right. I think there's a lot of like research and science and Instagram videos (laughs) and like all that shit. I'm like, when's the best time to drink protein? It's like, I don't, what's the best time for you? You know, when can you get the protein shake in? You know, when, of course there's optimal times, but when can you get it in? You know, is it like between shifts? Is it, are you a teacher? Is it like a certain five minute period through the day where you can get it in? Just, just figure out what works for you. You know, get it in when you can. Right, 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 right. All right. Next question. Next question comes to us from Isabella A. Okay. Okay. Uh, What's better? What? (laughs) A. What's better for improving muscular endurance? High volume with lower weight, so higher reps with lower weight, or lower volume with higher weight? Also, part two, when is it appropriate to go to fatigue when you're trying to build muscle or strength? Okay, interesting. Uh, Repeat that again? I I got lost a little bit. So first, let's go first part of the question first. What's better for improving muscular endurance? High volume and low weight or low volume versus high weight? All right, so I kind of have two answers to this question. I think I think the first part of this question is like the obvious answer for muscular endurance is uh, probably higher volume with the lower weights, right? However, your ability to distend that or extend um, that ability or your threshold to do that is going to come with lifting heavier weights, right? So you lift heavier weights, you get your max reps up, get your 1RMs up, all that, then – your higher volume, lower weight sets, you're going, you're, you're going to be able, you're essentially going to be able to do more reps with said weights, right? Does that make sense? Did I say that? Did that make sense? Yeah. I mean, like sounded, stronger, weird coming out of my mouth. I don't well, know if it made sense. Like the stronger you are, like the example I'll use is like, uh, dude. So like Dave Hoff at Westside, right? Guy benches a thousand in a shirt. We saw him yeah. move, move half of that, like five plates. Like it was a toy fucking nothing so like the max the stronger you are yes then you can do um your your muscular endurance will i mean you got to train all the rep ranges you can't just if you stick with one it's it's gonna you're just gonna get um a you're gonna get bored and b you're just gonna it's you're you're gonna adjust you're gonna adapt to that uh rep range um one thing i want to add to to muscular endurance and this is coming out more and more is a lot of tempo lifting um, so not so much like re- like so many reps of doing like a bunch of reps of like 15, 20 to get muscular endurance, but spending more time of like two to three seconds up and down constant tension, eight reps, something like that, um, mm-hmm. has been shown to increase, uh, like local muscular endurance. So for runners, they do split squats or, uh, goblets, whatever it may be, just have more, uh, muscular endurance at specific areas, whether it's a row, a press, whatever. Um, yeah, so that's, that's one thing I wanted to add to that too. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I look at it like this as simply as this, like as simple as you could possibly look at it, say person a, their max one RM 
clean is 225, right? They'll probably be able to do like 95 pounds for 20 reps for a couple sets. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's, that's probably realistic for them. Now take person B, their max one RM is 305. They're probably going to be able to move like 135 pretty successfully for 20 reps, right? Yeah. So there is like the endurance part, but the strength part definitely comes into play, right? Yeah. It's it's as simple as that. If your body is like, hey, I'm used to lifting 300 pounds, so you know 135 for reps is going to be no issue. Versus if your body's like, all right, you know, I'm my max is 225, it's probably going to have to be something like 95 pounds on the bar, right? Just look at it as simple. I think I honestly think it's as simple as that. Yes, there's other factors. You got to work on other components of muscular endurance too, like we talked about. Um, but I think also making sure that you're working on those one RMs too, right? Those those lower those lower volume uh, sets and things like that. Right. Um, but I guess short answer: if we're picking one of the two, what's best for improving muscular endurance? Um. I, I mean, I, shit, man. I would say low volume, high weight. Like I was just saying, hmm. the fucking stronger you are, like we were to you. Were, you mentioned Dave Hoff. The stronger you are, the dude can bench a thousand pounds and he could move five hundred pounds. Like it's fucking nothing. Yeah, Four reps. Four right. reps. Right, and but you know, also they train in all the rep ranges, right? Like the whole the whole thing True. of the whole thing of conjugate True. is like. We're never in like only speed phase. Like we talked about with Jacob Ross, this is only dynamic effort for the next few months. This is only max effort. They're hitting max effort, dynamic effort, and repetition method for sometimes hundreds of reps um, mm-hmm. on like tricep extensions or hamstring curls. Or so, so they're hitting all the rep ranges. I think you got to hit it all. There is no um, for sure, for sure. You know, there's no one way. Exactly. No, I, I agree. And I think don't get me wrong. I'm not saying like there is only one way. I think just according to the question though, like what's better for improving muscular endurance? There's definitely you got to hit all those avenues. But like, if your one RMs are high then your 15 to 20 RMs are going to be high. It's just that simple. Right. Yeah. All right. Next question. Go ahead. All right. Thank you, Isabella. <laughs> um, so this is from Paul F. What are the best things to eat before you work out and after? Ooh. Um, I don't know. What do you, <laughs> that's one of the things where it's like, what do you like to eat? Like types of foods or just macronutrients? I think just what are the best, like, I guess best pre-workout foods, I, I guess is what kind of they're asking. It's pretty vague, but, um, okay. Yeah. Like what are the best things to eat before and after you work out? And I usually, I mean, depending on your goals and all that stuff, like we, we usually say, well, you're like, you're surrounding your training with like a carbohydrate and protein meal, pretty low fat to help fuel yourself. That's the, the gist of it. Um, but some people do well. I know me personally, if I have like a bunch of rice and then try to go to the gym, I'm going to fall asleep. <laughs> like yeah, I just, true. you know what I mean? I just don't feel great. Um, I work out sometimes first thing in the morning fasted. I feel really good then too. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's, it's personal preference uh digestion as well something's not gonna fucking weigh you down you're not gonna have you know three bananas and uh a protein shake and like all right i'm gonna go work out um and also timing um i think a minimum of like hour and a half before you start working out um hour and a half two hours if you do it with even the hour or 30 minutes before you put something there's no way it's digested 
um, <laughs> that quickly. Oh yeah, no, no. So, chance, no chance. Um, and, we, and I've done that to eat, and you go and like you just feel like shit the whole time because your body's trying to digest, and but you're also trying to lift. It's just like a weird. <laughs> Yeah, it's weird a, thing. It's a weird combo. So I guess the best things, I know it's such a general, I'm not giving like a definite answer here, but like it depends. Um, what do you do best on? What can you eat before if it's, you know, not too heavy, not too fatty, wh- whatever it is for you. Um, I think it depends, but always, you know, protein, carbohydrates, pretty low fat just for absorption. That mm. That's that's a pretty solid, you know, like if I, I could literally have a chicken breast and a sweet potato and be like, all right, I'm good. Like I don't need a ton. Um, after I work out, I will definitely eat more personally. Um, yeah. But I, I think it's personal preference, man. Um, how do you feel about that, Steven? Um, I've always had a lot of success with, with fruit, you know, like quick digesting shit. Not a fucking bowl of fruit. That was the mistake <laughs> I made. But like a little fruit, you know, like, uh, so I'll give you mine. Every day is the same. Every day is two bananas and an RX bar 45 minutes to an hour before I train. And I'm good to go. I'm not too full. Like, I don't feel like I'm heavy or I haven't digested yet. Um, but I also feel like, okay, I could, I could make it through like two hours of training on that. Um, which is pretty dope. Um, but yeah, I, the only thing I would add is not add, but like kind of further. One of the points you made was like, don't eat too much, man. You don't want to go. Last thing you want to do is go into the gym, like weighed the fuck down, you know, right. Have some quick digesting stuff, you know, sugar and carbs stick with, stick with that before you train. Everything else is going to take way too long to digest. It's going to be tougher to digest. Just have the quick digesting stuff. All right. Next question. This one comes from John R. John R. writes. Is it important to have dedicated strength programming or can you still make adequate gains through Metcons and traditional style workouts? Hmm. Interesting. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to cop out and say, and give you the old, it depends on who you are answer. (laughs) And the reason I say that is say you have two people, right? Say you have person a who's like never done anything before and you know, they're like, they just signed up for CrossFit. I mean, they're just, within the the first few months of them training, they're just going to see nothing but gains, right? Versus right. the dude who has been, maybe he's been doing person B, he's been doing CrossFit for like two years now, and he's just been doing Metcons, and he's at a standstill. All right, well, if you're looking to get stronger person B, probably going to have to add some dedicated strength programming, like you were saying, so... I'm going to go with the it depends, but slash it, it slash yes, John. It is important to have dedicated strength pro- programming to make adequate gains through Metcons. If you're like an intermediate athlete, if you're a beginner, like we've said many times before, it doesn't matter what the fuck you do, you're just going to get stronger and you're going to make gains. <laughs> After that, once you've left that beginner phase of being an athlete, then it's like, yeah, man, you're going to need to have the five by fives in there, the squat sessions, the deadlift sessions the fucking arm farm sessions, all that yeah. shit. So short answer, John R is yes, it's important. Next question. Alrighty. So this comes from Angela M. Is it better to work out in the morning when you wake up or in the evening before bed? Um, again, I'm going to go with super general here, but depends. When the hell can you work out? Uh, better to, you know, if, if you don't hit your optimal 
Oh, at 6 p.m. is when my testosterone is the highest, so I'm going to wait till then. But if you can't do it, you can't do it. Some people get it in the morning. It, it, it really doesn't matter. The only – I've seen one study, and the one study said that if men were looking to raise their testosterone, like overall, working out at night or later in the day is better to raise overall testosterone. That's the only study I've ever seen that says anything. But other but so, than, but, but right, other than so, that, like – but so here's my question, not to you, to the this study or whatever. Like, okay, so if that is quote unquote uh, optimal or better, right? How how much better is it making you? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't know the specifics, but like it's probably. You know what I mean? Honestly, it's probably not. So like, minimal. Like, like for example, so at Equinox, like there's gym opens at 5 a.m. and there's a 5 a.m. crew because a lot of people in this area catch an early ass train in New York City. Guess what? They don't get home till seven at night, so this is their only time to work out. And after they're done, right, yeah. And after they're done with their work day, you ask them, like, are they? Would they want to work out at five a.m.? No, but there's no other opportunity for them to work out when they when they come home from work. Uh, they have families. They have a wife they'd like to see. They'd have, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. So it, it, honestly, really, really doesn't matter. Whenever you do best, whatever time's easiest, but. I've lived all it's at this point in my adult life. It's like whenever the hell you get the opportunity, you, you go lift. It's not like in college where you chill all day and you're like, all right, it's 8 PM. I'm going to go to the gym now. <laughs> here's the, here's the way I look at it. Here's the way I look at it. Cause there's all, there is this, all this talk about studies and optimal time is at night with testosterone and da, 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 da. Okay. So let's look at it this way. Studies aside, science aside, whatever the fuck take, take one person, right? Say he trains for a year in the morning and he, you know, he's at, you know, X one arm squat, X one arm deadlift, whatever his deadlift is, right? Say, all right, say this guy, he trains in the morning every day and his squat max is 300, right? If you then take that guy and he starts training at night in a year, what is his squat going to go up to 405 just as he started training at night? Like, no. Right. No, it's not gonna. It's not gonna make that big of a difference, right? So, to me, the best answer to that is just find the best part, time of the day where you're fucking on, when you're ready to go, when you feel good about lifting, or whenever the fuck you can and have to, right? Right. All right. Next question. I like this one. This is a little different. Uh, this question comes us comes to us from Liz. Liz writes, "What are your top pieces of equipment to start a home gym with?" Okay, I like this one. It's a little different. I think so about I this. Say. I think about this on a daily basis. Having All a home right, gym. Perfect. <laughs> so, <laughs> let's do. Let's do. Uh, okay. So let's do this. Each of us, we got to choose. We only could choose three. Let's do that. Okay. 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 All right. <laughs> All right. I'm choosing a pull-up bar, mm. squat rack, yeah, and a barbell. If I had to choose three, right? Like don't yeah. don't fucking don't light me on fire just yet, listeners. <laughs> like yes, dumbbells, kettlebells, I would have all that shit. I'm saying if I had to choose three, those would be the tr- those would be like if someone was like, hey, I can only have three things, I would choose those things. Ooh, so for me, um, <laughs> this is tough. So, but I know exactly what I would want. So let me see. Um. I know well, you want a belt squat, you motherfucker. Oh, yeah. It's definitely one. <laughs> <laughs> I will own a West Side belt squat one day in my house. So a belt squat absolutely is it. I was going to save that for last. But, yes, belt squat without a doubt. 
um, a rack, but like kind of like a, I guess a combo. The the racks from Elite FTS, like the like bottom of the line ones, where there's a pull up bar in the rack, so it's like all in one. There's a rack, um, and then unfortunately, I would choose because obviously you want a barbell, but I would say honestly a sled to drag over the barbell. Oh yeah, I like those. I like those. I, dude, literally, I've been doing belt squats for. Belt squats and sled drags at Hellbent for like the last week and a half. My back feels best it's felt in a long time. And Dude, if you if you for like a couple of years belt squatted, pushed the sled and did pull ups, dude, you'd be fucking rock solid. Dude, I literally my squat is the best it's felt. My back doesn't hurt as much anymore. Like just from doing that, like my hamstrings and glutes were feel like I feel really good. I can actually get into my hips again. So for me, nice. it'd be sled drag, belt squat. And, and obviously a, a, a rack that I would love to, you know, sneak a barbell in there, obviously, if I had to pick a fourth. But um, right. those three, like the belt squats and the sled drags have been game changers for me personally. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and even like, you know, that stuff keeps you in the game. Like you don't always need to. Like, that's the other thing, too, is I have a tough time with is like I don't compete in shit. So, like, I don't need to really like – I will squat, but I don't have to do it every single week for the rest of my life. Like I could do, I have other options. Mm. Um, but yeah. And even, you know, sleds, I think sleds keep you in the game. I literally just watched a video of Louis Simmons talking about how he didn't squat for like eight weeks and only did sled drags. And he came in and hit like a PR or something like that. That's insane. Yeah. That's so, crazy. Um, it just, it, it keeps you going and it's and something you could do. There's not a lot of eccentric, you don't get hurt. Like it's not damaging. So Yeah. Those would be. God, I think about this a lot every single day. All I <laughs> want, my life. I want a home gym. <laughs> All right, next question. All right. Uh, go ahead, Nick. All righty. This is from Joe B. What I kind of covered this before. When is the best time to eat when you're going to work out? Oh yeah. Do you have another one? We pretty much just did that. I know. That's the. That was the other one. Oh, it's better wake up. Let me see. Uh, no, I don't have another one. <laughs> All right, I got one more then. We'll end up. Okay. This is a weird one. Oh, boy. Okay. Lately, this is from Jack C. <laughs> Lately, Sounds I've like been a loser. wearing two pair of compression shorts on leg day for extra groin support. Okay, I like your style, Jack. I feel like I get, I feel like I don't get enough stretch. Should I stretch and then put the shorts on? Okay. So what I think he's talking about is he doesn't get enough stretch, like he doesn't get enough depth in his movements or he doesn't get enough, basically doesn't get enough movement in his lower body movements. I think that's what I'm getting from the question. Yeah. Are you getting that as well? Yeah, I definitely think so. Okay. And so the question is, should I stretch then put the shorts on? All right. Um, I think yeah. with something like compression shorts, I don't know if you should be like static stretching before you train. I'd never recommend that. I mean, I think you should be just getting yourself warm, move your joints around, prime your mobility. Charlie Weingroff says it best, right? You're not trying to get any more mobile before you train. You're trying to just prime the mobility you have. Okay. So pr- get warm as fuck, prime the mobility you have. Uh, other than that though, I mean, I don't think... I think the, the point of the compression is to keep you tight. You know what I'm saying? The point right. of the compression is to try, to try to keep you tight. So right. if you're not getting a deep enough stretch with the compression shorts on, then the problem is elsewhere. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know if I'm like answering this the right way, but yeah, that's <laughs> pretty much my answer. Yeah, I would agree. That's uh, <laughs> yeah, nothing really to say to that one. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I think you gotta expect like, and this could be again this this doesn't have to be if you're wearing compression shorts. This could be, this could be a suit. You know, you could be wearing a squat suit. You know. Right. Like your squat is not going to look the same in a squat suit as it is without a squat suit. Right. But you're definitely going to be able to lift more weight. Yeah. You know, like if you, with a, without a squat suit, if you could like ass to grass, get in the hole and you throw a squat suit on, probably not going to be able to do that. Right? No. Same thing with compression shorts. I mean, you know, it's, it's like a micro version of that, but the more compression, the less, the less you know, we, it was called stretch in the question, but the less depth or mobility or whatever you want to call it, you're going to get. Right, 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 right. Is that fair? That's fair. All right, guys, that's it. That's all of our listener questions. Thank you so much for submitting. Uh, I like this. I actually really like this. I think we should do this more often. Maybe like, you know, every couple months or so do like the user submitted questions. I like, I like doing it off the top of the dome too. Yeah. Yeah. We don't, we don't plan shit. We just go for it. (laughs) Gator needs his gas. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Um, make sure, again, you guys go to all of our social media. Follow that. Give us your comments. Go to our YouTube, Stitcher, iTunes, everything. Go ahead leave a review. Give us a subscribe. Um, or don't. Or just say hi to us. You can call us. You can email us. You can come to our houses. <laughs> I'm moving soon. So, you know, it's all good. Come see Steve before he leaves. <laughs> yeah, come see me at my house. Party, August 18th. <laughs> <laughs> New Britain, Connecticut. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, we'll see you next episode. Deuces. Bye.